Hello and welcome. Here is a podcast just for you, where every day I'm teaching you something new about how to be the best version of yourself so you can be an inspiring visionary for everyone else. I'm showing up to guide you through some things that you may have often overlooked, such as how to strengthen your mindset without having to read a book. In a world where everyone's focus is on what everyone else is up to, I'm hoping I can help you slow life down so you can focus on what you can do. The world needs more people to believe in what they see and to have visions beyond diagnoses with a focus on possibility. So I'm asking that as you listen in, please open up your mind and together, let's see all the ways we can make better what we find. This is a podcast about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it's also about my experiences with exclusion. And it is my hope that in each episode, you're able to connect with me. And when we leave the conversation, I hope you are forever committed to the cause. See me, not ASD. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode five of See Me, Not ASD, the podcast. I'm your host, Devika Carr. Thank you so much for joining us again. Before we get started on this week's content, I would just like to say thank you very much to every single person who has supported us thus far. We have successfully completed our first month since we launched our podcast in January of this year. And thank you so much to you for being a crucial part to our success. We hope that you have enjoyed learning with us each week, and we hope that you will continue to learn with us, share, and grow with us. So as we continue through this first quarter, we are still discussing our main topic, which is awareness through honesty. And to further cultivate that topic, this week we are talking about what it is to evaluate where you are on your life's journey and to kind of give you some how-tos on how to process judgment. So our monologue question for you today is this, do you have a process for how you evaluate where you are on your life's journey and how you process judgment both internally and externally and how that affects the way that you evaluate where you are on your life's journey? Now, I know it's a loaded question, but essentially in this segment, our goal is this. We are hoping by the end of this episode, you have some takeaways. You have some ideas and thoughts about what it means to effectively evaluate where you are in your life and where you are on this journey, and to also become more aware and to make more notice of how you process judgment from yourself and judgment from others and what to do with it. So uh, being honestly aware about how you see yourself is a crucial part to being able to become the best version of yourself and to becoming the visionary that you need in order to support and elevate exceptional people, including yourself. So we really believe that this is a very important episode to becoming that visionary that I hope you are dying to become or that you are currently becoming. And we hope that you'll enjoy everything we have to offer today. So let's get started. Um, so generally I'm a deep thinker. Anyone who knows me knows that, uh, there's pretty much like a deep conversation in everything I say or do, and it's not necessarily intentional, but that's just always how I've been. And I think generally the best way to explain it is that 
um, there are three different kinds of people generally who uh, react to the way that the sky looks and what's in it. Okay, so bear with me. The first kind of person is someone who rarely ever looks up at the sky. They hardly ever notice it or it's not really something that they pay attention to. The second kind of person is the one who looks up and simply notices, wow, that's beautiful. Okay. And then the third person is someone like me who looks up at the sky, recognizes how beautiful it is, says, wow, the sun and the moon are in the sky at the same time at two o'clock in the afternoon, and then wonders, wow, I wonder if I should learn more about that because I really love how powerful the universe is. So that kind of gives you some idea of what it's like to be a deep thinker, or at least in my mind, what it's like for me every day. Uh, I'm, I rarely ever just look at things surface value. I tend to have a longer train of, of thought process in everything I'm observing. So you can imagine how my brain is very crazy in, in its thoughts, and uh, but it, it's great because it gives me an opportunity to really evaluate things in different perspectives and kind of choose which perspective I want to go with. And so this, this process of uh, what I call judgment processing is something that I learned from an incredible human being who I met many years ago when I started my yoga practice. So there was a point in time in my life when I would show up to uh, the yoga studio and Samantha is her name. She is my yoga instructor and friend. And every time I would show up to the yoga studio, she would embrace me with this beautiful hug and I would cry. It's almost as if her energy could just pull out of me all of the frustration or the anxiety that I was feeling in that moment. And so every time I see her, that is, it's a good cry. It's a release of energy and, and power. And I've always appreciated her for that. But being a deep thinker has often led me to my being frustrated about my mismanagement of feelings, uh, the unnecessary expectations that I set for either myself or other people or the way that I think other people should be treating me. Uh, and it also the frustration I feel over my intermittent acceptance of what is and what will become. So I tend to not always be balanced in the way that I receive what is already happening in my life or the way that the world already is. And then also my acceptance of what I imagine life will become or what's coming next, the things that we're sure of, the things that we're unsure of, all of it's kind of a process. But for me, I, I, I'm not usually consistent when it comes to how I accept what is and what will become. And so kind of like the person who wakes up optimistically every day, believing that there's so much good in the world and that people are inherently good and everyone's going through something and that serving others is the best thing you can do for yourself and for the people you're trying to help. I'm also the person who wakes up and ends up being shunned by the unfortunate behaviors of other people who maybe don't treat me with the same level of kindness or awareness or desire of service, right? And so I, I tend to be met with the most unfriendly people and it, 
and then I kind of have this conflict where there's polar truths, right? There's the truth that everyone is going through something and that people are inherently good, but perhaps I caught them at a bad time when they weren't maybe doing their best and that the, the way that they treated me was a reflection of that. Or the, the other truth, the opposite truth to that, which is that some people just aren't kind at all, you know, or that they don't pay much attention to how they treat other people, not because they're intending to cause harm, but because they're not intending to do good or to treat people well, right? The intentionality of kindness is much different than the unintentional behavior of hurting others, right? I think that's a a very important distinction to make. There are people who are intentionally kind, who make a conscious choice every day to do their best at being kind. And then there are some people who maybe don't make that an intentional act, but they also are unintentionally hurting others by not making it an intentional act. So it just kind of gives you some idea of, of my, my typical struggles when it comes to communicating and, and involving myself with the outside world, outside of my deep thinking um, and my deep thoughts. So Sam was, and she is, one of the most compassionate, energetic, uh, empathetic, respectful, and energetic um, individuals and humans. And she's so intentional in the way that she interacts with you, in the way that she hugs you, the way that she speaks to you, the way that she connects with you, her actions, her spirituality, her smile, everything with her is so intentional. And the intention isn't necessarily that when she sees you, she thinks, okay, I'm going to give you the best hug, the best words, the best love, the best kindness, right? It's more just the intentionality of being authentic. And that translates to her being compassionate and empathetic and energetic in all other ways. And she's incredibly connected spiritually. She's emotionally connected. She's physically connected. One of the best yoga instructors you will ever meet. And not just because she's bendy and movie, but because she's really connected to what the movement can do for you after you get off the mat. And, and that's something that not all instructors have yet um, cultivated and, and transpired. And she does it beautifully. So uh, shout out to Samantha for all of that. But she is so connected spiritually and emotionally and physically that she, she knows enough to know that when she feels out of touch with her, her growth, to, she feels out of touch with the things that matter in her life, when she feels out of touch with her existence and the purpose of her existence, she immediately recognizes it. And I, I've always admired that she's able to do that because I've always thought, wow, what kind of life could we have, could I have, if I'm able in a moment to be able to say, wait a second, I'm out of touch. I Something is off here and I'm out of touch with the growth that I'm aspiring to achieve. I'm out of touch with my purpose, with the existence that I'm, that I'm living. I'm out of touch 
with my my emotional well-being, my physical well-being, right? But just in a moment's notice to be able to say, to stop and say that. So she's unafraid of trying new things. She's willing to explore new things at all times of her life. She has a deep sense of purpose, even when she's not certain what the end result of that purpose will be. And she tends to renew her perspectives frequently enough that she's never stagnant. She's never standing still and yet she's she is standing still long enough to to pick up what she's meant to be receiving i know all of this is probably very deep but i promise you when it makes sense it will click and it will feel so good to receive this message so one day so these are all of the ways that samantha is exceptional as an individual and as just a human being. And one day I asked Sam, I said, how can I become all of this? And that's not to say that I was envious of her, that, you know, she was the model for, um, you know, who I wanted to be in terms of me wanting to be exactly like her. But I did want to know, how can I receive all that she's receiving in a way that it serves me best so that I can be of best service to others. And what I discovered is I just wanted to confidently be able to receive. I wanted to confidently have the kind of awareness that would bring me to similar places as where she was bringing herself, where she was, where she was showing up. And so too, I wanted to evolve. I wanted to have more meaningful connections with people and the, the goals and the, the actions that I was carrying out. I I wanted more meaning to be attached to my life as I defined it. And as I prayed about it and Sam's response was incredible she said, you have to be willing to learn how to receive judgment. Wow. Okay. What does that mean, Samantha? (laughs) You have to be willing to accept judgment as interesting points of views. Nothing more, nothing less. Just to simply receive something, know that it's a judgment, and then to say, hmm, that's an interesting point of view. And then to clear what doesn't serve you, reject it, let it go. And for the things that do serve you, ask what you can do with it. What intention needs to be set so that you can manifest it into something that is of benefit to you and where you're going on your life journey. So this is the process that I began to evaluate for myself and apply to my own life. And it, it's a hard process, but I have noticed significant changes in just the way that I pause through life and take notice of things and people and situations. And, you know, there are still times when I don't have that awareness and I don't have the pause because I'm too fired up about how I'm feeling in the moment, the way that something's making me feel in the moment. But 
more often than not, this process has become something that I've internalized and I've allowed to be a part of my daily practice and my daily life. And it has changed things dramatically in the way that I interact with my kids, with my husband, my parents, my friends, my clients, everyone, anyone I meet, strangers. It just changes the way that you see the world and then how you want to live in it. And I thought this was an important thing to share with all of you because it goes along so perfectly with what CME Not ASC really stands for and the encouragement that we're trying to provide to you in the way that you are out there seeing others and being a visionary and seeing yourself and being a visionary for yourself in your own life and being able to kind of step back and say, like, here's what I see. Here's the vision that I, that I want to manifest. And here's how I can elevate what makes everyone exceptional, makes me exceptional, what makes my vision exceptional, right? And so this, in order to do this, we really need to know how we evaluate ourselves and our lives and how we address the judgments that show up. Because every day there is judgment. Um, think about the times that you wake up, you put something on and you judge yourself and how you look in it. You judge how others might see you wearing it. Uh, you do your hair a certain way and you judge, you know, do I like it up or down? I mean, these are very trivial judgments, right? But to some people, these judgments are a big deal. I mean, consider, I'll give you myself for an example. I, after having my twins, my body did not go back to the way it used to look. And I have struggled with that reality for four years. And it took Samantha bringing me through this process for me to really begin to slowly love what transitions my body has made and the growth that my body has made and the beautiful gifts that my body have has has my body has given to me. And I would not have been able to do that if I hadn't learned how to evaluate my life journey, how to substantially alter the way that I receive judgments and let them flow through me and then um, you know allow that process to be a part of my daily life. So evaluating societal expectations are is what we talked about last week. And so when you learn to flow through, the external and the internal judgments, that's kind of the next step. So first you have to recognize that society does play a significant role in how we come to perceive what judgment is and how we come to perceive what judgments apply to our own lives. For example, let's say you are a 34-year-old female such as myself and you have um, a master's degree and a a professional level degree and yet you're a stay-at-home mom. I'm giving you pretty much my own facts. And, you know, society says that I should probably be making a significant amount of money, that perhaps I should be working out in the field, utilizing my degrees to a substantial amount uh, to cover the costs that that they, they were. I mean, the degrees did cost me a lot of money that I'm still having to pay back. Society has made me feel as though I'm not doing enough, right? Because I'm home raising my kids until they go into grade school. And, you know, that's a significant amount of pressure that I, that at one point I allowed myself to internalize as a judgment 
through society that if I had told people what I was really doing, that I was working from home sometimes, and that most of the time I was just raising my kids, all four of them, then that would be a judgment that I wouldn't want. And so that just gives you an example of how you evaluate societal expectations, and then you begin to internalize the external judgments coming from other people. And sometimes it's really an internal judgment because no one has ever actually said to me, wow, Devika, you're not doing much with your life, even though you've got those three degrees. You know, nobody's ever actually said that to me. It's just maybe something that I've created in my own mind that other people are probably thinking about me and the way I'm living my life. So once you are able to evaluate societal expectations and then you're able to flow through these external and internal judgments, then you learn to release everything that is not serving you. Everything that and and what that means is if it limits possibilities for your growth in the intentions that you've set for yourself and the people that matter to you and the things that matter to you in your life, then you need to let it go. So if it limits possibilities for growth, change, and exceptional results for you, the people you love and care about, and for the intentions that you have set for your own life, then you need to let it go. That's what it means to identify whether or not it serves you. Because I, I think there's typically this, this thought process, you know, where, well, it doesn't serve me, so I'm not going to allow it to bother me. Yeah, that's great. And it sounds very poetic, but what does it mean when something doesn't serve you? And so I hope that kind of clarifies what I believe it to mean. That means if it limits your possibilities for growth, change and exceptional results in the uh, in your life and the intentions that you've set for yourself and the way in which you love and support others and care about others then it shouldn't be there you should probably learn to let it go and um, so the tools for successfully reshaping the impact that judgments have on your ability to think and act are really the tools that are going to get you to learn to let them go And those tools are showing up honestly, being aware of what's going on honestly, evaluating things honestly, and then learning that they are interesting points of views. You don't have to be attached to any one way of thinking. Everyone has the freedom to choose how they want something to impact their life, how they want something to change the way that their journey is going. And so when you adopt and practice in this way, you are becoming a visionary. Because I will tell you right now, very few people have learned and very few people actually practice this way of thinking. So if you are able to accomplish it and do it, you are growing into a visionary every moment of every day that you do it. Uh, That's hands down a guarantee, right? So I consider myself a visionary because I know that every day I am growing and I am practicing this. It's not easy, but I know as a visionary, I'm doing it. And that's a great feeling. It's absolutely wonderful. I wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation with you if it wasn't great, if it wasn't wonderful, if it wasn't something that truly impacts the way that I am as a visionary supporter for all the people I love, including myself. So... Ultimately, 
you're going to elevate the people that you love and you lead, and you're going to pull out what's exceptional about everything around you. You're going to pull out what's exceptional in yourself. You're going to pull out what's exceptional in the, in the people that you're loving and leading. And that's going to turn into and transpire into this like, revolutionary amount of energy that you just, you can't, you wouldn't even be able to control. And that's great. You know, remember in a, a few weeks ago when I talked about the hub and spoke, you are the center source of energy. So if you create this process and you follow through and you practice this process, and then you start to elevate exceptional people because you have now defined for yourself the judgments that don't serve you and the ones that you're going to do something about, then it starts to infiltrate all the other people that you meet the other people whose lives you touch, the people that you love, the people that you lead, including yourself, and it will transform the communities that you're in. See how everything ties together? And all it takes is you making a commitment every day that you're going to practice, you're going to try. No, 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 you're not going to try. You're going to practice and you're going to do. And every day, something will change. Every day, something will grow. Every day, something will improve. Something will get better. You will feel the difference if you do the practice. You have the freedom to ignore the critics and the non-believers in your life. You have the freedom to choose what you believe, what you internalize, what you put out into the world. Every day you have a choice. You have that freedom. And you also have the freedom to choose how you process judgment. You can allow judgments to be as they are, to impact you as they always have, or you can start choosing to hear the judgments, to acknowledge them for interesting points of view, to allow them to flow through you physically, mentally, emotionally, let them flow. And by letting them flow, I mean you hear them, you receive them, you acknowledge every word, every action of what it is, and then you decide, you make a choice. How does this serve me? And does it serve me? How does this limit my possibilities for growth and change and exceptional results? If the answer is yes, it limits my possibilities, then stop there and let it go. If your answer is, it limits my possibilities for growth, it limits my possibilities for change, it limits my possibilities for exceptional results in my life or the lives of those I love and lead and care about, then I am letting it go. However, if you come to the conclusion that it does not limit your possibilities and instead that it elevates possibilities for growth, change, exceptional results, then accept it. Accept it and do something with it. Now, this week's episode, we don't have enough time to talk about what you can do with it, but hopefully you see where I'm going with all of this. When you open up the possibilities for growth, for change, and for exceptional results, then you are able to become confident in, in saying when something is not for you. And I think this is a hard statement for a lot of us, you know, to just simply say, and it goes a little bit deeper and a little further beyond just saying no, right? I, I think uh, Shauna Rhimes, you know, that her, she had a whole series about her year of saying no. And, and that's great. Saying no to things that don't serve you, that's, that's powerful. But 
it's even more powerful when you define why you're saying no and you're saying no because this is not for me. There are things being offered, judgments being offered around the world to all sorts of people in in ways that maybe we can't even imagine. And for those people, for some people, those judgments do serve them. And that's okay. Sometimes judgments do serve us well. For example, let's say you are overly obese and you're judging yourself every day because you see how the transition in your body and in your health and in your well-being has changed the way that you think, the way that you love, the way that you lead. And maybe that judgment of recognizing your obesity, maybe the judgment of recognizing how your health and your well-being has changed is the judgment that you need to become aware of so that you can make a change, so that the possibilities for growth and change and exceptional results can happen for you. That's just one example. There are so many others. But interesting points of view about ourselves can be twofold. Let's say you're the same person struggling with obesity and you pass a judgment to yourself that you are beautiful despite your weight, that on the inside you are a kind human being who loves and cares about others, who leads others well, who always puts others first in a way that makes you feel great about who you are and the person that you've become. That is an interesting point of view that does not limit your possibilities for growth and change and exceptional results in the way that you love yourself. So perhaps you could be the person who has judgments flowing through you on both sides of the spectrum and both serve you well, but you are the only person who should have the power to decide how judgments are interesting points of view for your life, for your journey only, and how it limits your possibilities for growth and change and exceptional results, or how it doesn't. But you have that power. So your call to action this week is to begin to take notice. I'm asking you to notice the judgments that exist the judgments that show up every day you look at yourself in the mirror, the judgments that show up every day that you go out into the world, whether they are the internal judgments that you are battling with yourself, the external judgments that you are receiving daily by others, even through circumstance. I want you to notice them. Notice how you judge yourself. Notice how you feel when you internalize your own judgments. Notice how you feel. Just notice. That means identify it as an interesting point of view. I notice I don't like how I feel today in my body. I notice I don't like how I feel the way I am raising my kids today. I notice that I don't like how I feel with what I ate today, right? Just start noticing. You're not beating yourself up. You're not putting yourself down. You're noticing as interesting points of view. And then I want you to practice resisting the urge to accept them outright as truth. Okay. Resist that. Rather start by asking yourself, does it match my intentions for myself? Does it match 
the intentions that I have for the things that I do, the people that I love, the way that I love and lead, right? Those are the kinds of questions you should be asking. Ask yourself, does it serve me? Does this interesting point of view that I have processed from a judgment, does it serve me? And remember, when you're asking if it serves you, you're asking, is it limiting my possibilities for growth, change, and exceptional results in the way that I love myself, the way that I love others, the way that I lead myself, the way I lead others, those types of things, right? And if it doesn't, then you let it go. You practice letting it go. I'm not saying you're going to be great at this right away, but I'm asking you to practice it. Practice being aware enough to simply say, this is not for me. <laughs> Have fun doing it. And if you need help, I'm here for you. Reach out to me. So the creative connection this week, I'm going to ask you to look up a song and listen to it deeply. It's by Niall Horan. It's called Put a Little Love on Me. And I, if I had time, I would go through the entire set of lyrics for you right now. But essentially, this song makes me feel like, yeah, maybe he could have written it and sang it for his lover or partner. But it's a really incredible song to revert on how you love yourself. And at the end of it, you know, he says, he says, put a little love on me. When the lights come up, we're the only ones dancing. Meaning you and yourself are the only ones dancing. Every morning when you wake up, it's just you dancing with yourself. You look around and you're standing there asking. You say, you're the only one I need. And when you wake up just to yourself, in your own body, in your own consciousness, you should be putting love on yourself. Love yourself. You're the only one that I need. Put your love on me. I like to stand in the mirror and sing this song to myself so that I can remind me to put love on myself that day in all the ways in which I find most powerful for my journey that day. I'm asking myself every day to put love on me. The mantra for this week is simple. Say to yourself this, I notice judgments as interesting points of view. I accept the freedom to define what is true for me and to clear everything that does not serve me. I will put more love on me. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. I apologize for going a little long, but I hope you enjoyed it and play it back. If you need to listen in on more details, we also have our show notes available for you on our website. Take care until next time. You've just listened to See Me, Not ASD, the podcast with your host, Devika. Thank you for joining. Please connect with us beyond this week's episode so we can continue the conversation. We hope that you'll have time to visit our website, seemenotasd.com, where you'll discover show notes, bonus content, be able to sign up for access to our other resources, and submit any questions, comments, or topic ideas. But if you're currently multitasking while watching or listening to this podcast and you're not able to get to the website right now, we simply ask that you remember us on Instagram, see me, not ASD. We have some bonus content that we've bookmarked for you, easy access, and you'll be able to get started. We believe we are the number one source for inspiring visionary supporters around the world so that they can elevate the exceptional people in the world as well in the pursuit of diversity, equity, and inclusion. So, as you meet individuals, see them for the exceptional people that they are 
and do your best to elevate that.